It's the Real Estate Podcast, brought to you by ANZ Home Loans for financial well-beings. And welcome back to another episode of the Real Estate Breakfast, available of course every morning on iHeartRadio, Spotify and Apple, and wherever you get your podcast from. It is a Monday, yes, the Easter long weekend continues. We are up to April the 10th for 2023. It is a time to recharge and maybe just uh, blob out today and do nothing. I'm just thinking of a friend of mine, and you will have friends like this as well, that no matter how hard my friend's week was, she has to get out there and do stuff. Blobbing out is foreign to her. However, when I'm tired, trust me, I will take the blob out card every time. Anyway, if you are resting and doing absolutely nothing today good for you now on the real estate breakfast this morning on our easter monday we have five guests revisiting us with five key pieces of information and a couple of real estate pieces of advice is after you've selected and paid for a rental property then comes that all-important selection process of choosing a property manager we'll look at that question and auctions versus private treaties. That gets a mention as well. But right now, let's give you a mention if you are celebrating your birthday on this day, the 10th of April. Happy birthday. You are sharing it with Stephen Segal. He's turning 71 today. Haley Joel Osmond. I see dead people. He's not so young anymore. He's turning 34. And Daisy Ridley. From Star Wars fame, she is turning 30 today. Every morning from 6am, we bring you the latest real estate news with diverse perspectives from leading industry experts. We deliver the most property podcasts across Australia every week. Whether you're a seasoned investor or a first-time buyer, know your property with us on The Real Estate Podcast. It's the main centre forecast. And around the country on our Monday, let's check out your weather. And first we go to Sydney. Good morning to you. Expecting a sunny Monday with a high of 21. In Melbourne, one or two showers with your top of just 15 degrees today. Brisbane should be mainly fine with 28. And in Perth, cloudy with a chance of one or two showers and your high of 24. We're a lot more than just real estate available for breakfast from 6am then on the drive to work or in your ear at the gym in fact wherever you go we're available seven days a week only on the real estate podcast once you have bought an investment property then comes the tricky part of selecting a property manager and sometimes that is not an easy process to go through some people should really be quantifying who they're selecting to look after their investment property and in order to do that they really need to be asking the right questions and finding out just who they are dealing with in the first place. 
I mean, that's the thing. I think everyone knows, especially if you're an investor and you've had a bad experience before, that a good property manager can make or break that investment. Often when as a, as a property manager, one of the first questions we get asked by investors is, what are the fees? And I think that often comes back to the fact that the owners think that's a question that they should be asking and perhaps that's what how they should differentiate different property management companies. But really, there's so much more that goes into that decision than purely fees. And I think we all know the difference between, you know, 1% difference is such a minor factor when it comes to choosing who's going to be managing that investment for the long term. So, some of the questions that I'd be asking is about the officer's systems and processes. So, it's really important to make sure that a great property manager has technology and a lot of support around them to be able to offer that high level of service. So, and also what sort of guarantees does that agency offer? So, one of the reasons that we see often see owners changing agents is because of poor communication or the fact that their property manager is not responsive or getting back to them. And I think that's a, that's a really a pain point for a lot of landlords, but also having market knowledge. So, a property manager who not only knows the market, but understands the demographic of tenant that's likely to rent that property understanding what the tenants are actually looking for in that investment and then ways to increase that rental return because it's not just about finding a tenant at the beginning that's going to look after the property. It's how are they actually going to be able to increase that rental return and manage that investment for the long term to get the most out of that that rental property. Perhaps the the politicians are not paying as much attention to the millennials, particularly with the the housing crisis. What do you make of all of that? The idea here is is quite simple. We would say that a very self interested politician. This is of course only a hypothetical uh, figure. I'm sure all politicians have the interest of the whole population in mind. But a self interested politician might only be concerned about their voters, not the particular um, society as a whole, and while we talk a lot about the millennials by far being the biggest generation in Australia, they actually aren't the biggest generation in Australia. If you only look at the voting public, if you only look at Australian citizens, there's such a big chunk of the millennial population that are not citizens yet. These are migrants in their 20s, 30s and early 40s. They make up about oh, well over a third of this, of this cohort. So they can be completely ignored. And then some of the millennials are already homeowners. So you have them on your side if you have a policy, a political platform that pushes for high house prices. So you don't really need to take the concerns of millennials that might want to enter the, the housing market all that seriously. Even though they are the strongest and biggest cohort, you can kind of push their concerns aside. Sounds, of course, very cynical because it kind of is cynical. Let's just talk about these empty nesters because I would imagine that there's a number of these empty nesters because you'd have your fair share of them. Yeah, look, I have to say an attraction agent I am is really to the empty nester market. I've got a real soft spot for them. It's progressively for them, they've been in their home for such a long period of time, really seeking good sage advice from a trusted advisor in terms of they need to downsize. Do they downsize first, then sell the family home or vice versa? So it's it's something that I'm really passionate about in just helping and guiding people. A lot of them are on their own or they're widowed 
episode. So that's such an integral part of my job and daily life, guiding them through what way is going to assist to get them out of the home. And and sometimes too, Craig, overwhelming. They don't know where to start. They've been in the house for, you know, one of the recently I had 46 years in the one family home and she's on her own. Kids are overseas. So look, it's, it's a big part of the role that we play and so much responsibility, but I just love it. I really embrace them. I really enjoy helping them. And what about auctions versus private treaty? Now, there are people that will kind of be weighing an auction over a private treaty or vice versa. What's going on in the market with that whole question? Because it's always a big question to ask. Absolutely. Well, I might be a bit biased um, being an auctioneer. A bit, but a lot. <laughs> I, look, I truly believe auction is still and will, will always be the best process to sell a home for the vendor and the buyer. I just love the transparency of it. I think that auction day, you know, you, you really can't hide behind anything. Everything's on the table. Um, I think especially at the moment, I mean, last year, you, you know, it was bid, 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 buy, and, and it made our job very easy. Um, this year, there's, there's a little bit more negotiation negotiation involved. But I think, you know, it's a four-week campaign. I think buyers know that auction day is auction day. They have four weeks to get ready for it and prepare with the banks, etc. I think the vendor also, from their perspective, um, gets time to, to sort of see where the market's at um, without having to put a price out there from the get-go. And of course, auction day, I think our last weekend we had 78% clearance. So whilst there's less stock in the market, our clearance rates auction-wise are still very high. And just before I let you go, I must say congratulations. I understand that you are now part of the Brisbane REIQ. Now, you're sitting on the auctioneers chapter and the first woman to do so. Well done. Thank you. I am. Um, yeah, it's a huge privilege. I um, I did a little happy dance when I got the email inviting me on to the, to the chapter. I think it's great to have a um, female voice within that group. You know, we all come together. We make sure that the auction industry um, aligned with, with the government is, you know, operating at the highest level as, as possible. So to be able to have a voice in that is just amazing. How do you help build an investment property strategy with people that come through your door? That is a really good question. And and one of the most core fundamentals to an investment property and building a portfolio is your cash flow. Cash flow is absolute king on your investment portfolio, tied in with your strategy around whether you're looking at capital growth or income. And some people have a negative gearing strategy, some people have a positive gearing strategy. But either way, cash flow is critical. What I mean by cash flow is in the initial instance, understand the rental yields in that area. What's the income that's going to be generated by that investment property? Then what are the expenses associated with that? What's the cost of funding, which is going to be your interest expense? What's the cost of operating the property? For example, your insurances, your agency fees, maintenance, you might have strata fees. Then ultimately, uh, what's the tax effectiveness of that for your personal situation? So understand your cash flow. Another consideration that's often overlooked is to understand the depreciation impact of managing an investment property and the negative gearing impact potentially that can assist you. So once you understand your cash flow for an individual property, you can then work through and look at then building a portfolio as you leverage the equity that gets created with the capital growth and potentially 
isolate your home and leverage your existing investment portfolio to purchase another investment property. And again, do your analysis around the cash flow, your income, your expenses, and the tax benefit you're going to get from it. We connect you to the best real estate information across Australia. The Real Estate Podcast. 